Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Analysis Paralysis Corner. I'm your host, Antoine. And I'm your host, Peter. And today is another day for a first encounter roulette. So, Antoine, if you would, please take it away. Time to spin that Alexa wheel. Alexa, pick a random number between 1 and 40. Your random number between 1 and 40 is 2. 2. Oh, it's a Peter topic. Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, wow. Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, goody. There's so much I can talk about Sonic the Hedgehog. But I guess we're talking about our very first encounter. Yep. As the name suggests. So, Sonic the Hedgehog is a game that is very near and dear to me. Everyone knows it by now. It's the side-scrolling, jumping little blue guy that blows up robots and stuff. Like... He constantly starts in the green hill zone and he eventually goes to some kind of factory hill zone. It's not actually called that, but... <laughs> Killer soundtrack. Absolutely. Every time. Even when it's like the butt rock, it's still a killer soundtrack. Oh, that good old butt rock. Oh, yeah. Or even like the British like singers from like for Sonic R. <laughs> I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting way ahead of myself about this. Let me first talk about uh, my first experience with Sonic the Hedgehog. So once again, it's little Peter, me, I'm with my parents. It's actually Christmas. Like it, we're, it's around Christmas time. Maybe it's early November. And we go into a Sears. Back when, you know, Sears would always advertise a, uh, a game or something. I don't know if anyone ever remembers walking into a series, going over to their little video game section and being like, I'm going to play this one game for like half an hour while my parents go shopping. This is going to blow your mind, but I 100% do remember that. That is where we got my, I got my copy of Sonic the Hedgehog too. <laughs> yeah. So they had it on a big screen TV. It was a big, a big TV for some reason. I don't know why. And so I went over and played, I went over, I grabbed the controller um, I don't know wh- what my parents did. I don't know if they were watching me. I just remember I was there for quite some time and I was stuck on the first level. I don't know. Something like little me at the time was not as versed in video games as I would like to think I was, at least then. And I mean, you're talking about age five or less, probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I loved it. I loved it so much. I don't actually remember asking my parents for the game. Because what I remember was that that Christmas, the Genesis appeared. My sister had had the Super Nintendo. That was her console. If I wanted to play it, I had to go into her room. It had all the Super Mario Brothers games or some of the older ones, like Super Mario World, for the Super Nintendo. We didn't actually have an original NES. We just had the Super Nintendo. So, yeah, Christmas came around. We had the Genesis. And, yeah, game on. It became, like... Not only did it um, shift, you know, my my perspective for games, not perspective, but like it kind of built my love for Sonic because not only was it my first console, but it was like it was the first game that like felt like it was mine versus Kimberly's Super Mario World that she was playing. And so I had I grew a huge attachment to it, learned the cheat code. Everybody knows it up, down, left, right, whole day start. All of a sudden, I can get to the last levels. Because back, <laughs> then I couldn't, back then, I couldn't beat the rest of the game. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. That cheat code will stay with me forever. Yeah, and it's funny that they... I don't know if they ever repeated it anywhere else. It's not like the Konami code. Like, you know the Konami code, and the Konami code appears in every other, like, most Konami games. But that up, down, left, right only seemed to be for 
that first Sonic game. They didn't do it again. In Sonic 2, if you wanted to do like go to the sound test or do some other specialized things, you had to do like you had to do a song selection. So you went to their 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 one version of the sound test and played through like you had to play some kind of sequence. It was weird. Man, I'm getting I'm getting away from it. But yeah, Sonic the Hedgehog that game like I loved it. I played I played it a lot like even as I grew into my older self in elementary school, I was playing Sonic 1 still, like beating it one day, and then the next I would beat Sonic 2, and then the next day I would do Sonic 3, and then all that kind of stuff. You went ham. I, yeah, yeah, big Sonic the Hedgehog fan. Also, I didn't get a lot of games, like not too many games, when the PlayStation and N64 era came about. Um, I had an N64, but it broke. But yeah, so Antoine, go ahead and... Uh, I'm pretty sure it's the same game, but maybe with Sonic 2. It is not. It was Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Oh. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure, and obviously my memory is not that great from back in, you know, age six days, but Sonic the Hedgehog 2, I think it came with our Genesis, and me and my brother played the heck out of that game. I always played as Sonic, and he played as Tails, which in current version of us, I would pick Tails because yellow is my favorite color, and he would likely pick Knuckles because red's his. But... It was a game that I don't think we ever mastered it. We played it a lot. We had a lot of games on our Genesis. We were very fortunate. Our parents provided very well like for our gaming desires. But Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was probably one of the... Well, I mean, it was the first game we had on the Genesis, so it was probably one of the earliest cooperative experiences that my brother and I had. He definitely cheated a lot. Well, I mean, we exploited Tails' invulnerability to the max. We would be, every time we had a fight, you know, boss fight, it'd be send him in. He'd go pound on Dr. Robotnik or whatever. And then I'd just be dodging, you know, in the background. Definitely played lots of Sonic in childhood days. If Sonic the Hedgehog 2 was not the first one that I got, I, I believe it was. The one that is a very close second or possibly first was actually Sonic the Hedgehog on the Game Gear. Me and my brother were one of those, I guess, few kids who, instead of having Game Boys, we both had Game Gears, and we had the Sonic the Hedgehog game on that as well. And I honestly am not positive that I've ever gotten past like the second level in that game. I think that I, like you, was nowhere near as good at games as I thought that I was, and definitely played that a lot and died a lot. And probably used a lot of batteries. Oh, yeah. No, we got the battery pack. (laughs) We use a lot of batteries, probably for like two or three drains. And then my dad was like, nope. Like, you're burning (laughs) through all six of these double A's in like a couple of days. Nope. So he bought these rechargeable battery packs, and they were the greatest things ever when you remember to charge them. I think it was like six hours of of play in that battery pack. It was great for early 90s. Very nice. Yeah. So... Sonic the Hedgehog 2. Um, I later went back and played Sonic the Hedgehog 1, and I was very disappointed because I thought Spin Dash was a thing that was always in the game, and then I learned the hard way that it was not. And so when I played Sonic the Hedgehog 1, I was like, hold up, I can't hold down and then just press the button a bunch of times and then get this chart. Yeah, so definitely a great game. Made an impact on me, not nearly as much as it did on you, but it was one that I, I persistently bought them all the way through the Dreamcast including, as you know, the rare Knuckles Chaotix (laughs) on the 32X. Yeah, I didn't even get that game. I had to emulate it to play it. 
Yeah, man. I did emulate it and played it, though, because that's what you do when you don't have a 32X. Yeah, man. And also, if you're like me and you just emulate games whenever you can. Yeah, sometimes you got to do it. I think Sonic, like you mentioned before, Sonic always has an amazing soundtrack. And I, I feel like I know almost, it's, it's, at least on the Genesis, I could probably hum like the credit sequence. <laughs> Because it's so iconic, like, and it just goes back through, it goes back through all the different levels. It's such a, it's such a joy. I don't know if you got the chance to play Sonic Mania when it came out, but I loved the hell out of that game. I did not play it. Yeah, well, it's good. I mean, maybe I will go back and play it. I should. Like, it's a better, it's a better Sonic 4 than Sonic the Hedgehog 4 was. Oh, that's good. Yeah, like... They they should they should like Sonic Mania should just be like yeah we're Sonic Four. It's weird how everything works all together because it actually in the game itself I think has a four it has four new zones, but then everything else is actually rehashed or old zones that like people have played through before. So Green Hill Zone, Chemical mm-hmm. Plant, other ones that I was surprised that they would bring into it just because maybe like there were other ones that more people may have liked. But like Hydro City Zone from Sonic 3 was also in it. Wait, I, before we get too far off of the topic, the original thing that you said, do you have a favorite Sonic song? A favorite Sonic song? Because I do. <laughs> Man, what would I... I could probably hum the first few notes and you would immediately guess it. Wow. <laughs> no way carnival <laughs> carnival night zone <laughs> it's so good all that music if it get, when it gets in my head it lives there i love that song so much it's so weird but i love it so much <laughs> oh man so for me uh i think i don't know if i can pin down i think i can pin down specific songs from each sonic game so like sonic one starlight zone is definitely mm-hmm. like the number one. Maybe Scrap Brain Zone too. Scrap Brain Zone's actual theme song. That like that. That one's very intense. Sonic Two, I would say Metropolis Zone. It's Sonic Three. I'm sorry, I just decided to do a list for myself. No man, if you have a list for you, but I have a list for me. I don't have a list. Sonic Three would actually be its ending ending credits. The original ending credits for Sonic 3, not Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Because that ending credit, like, it just, it doesn't have a reference to any of the other songs in the game. Like, it's its its own soundtrack, or it's, or it's its own music. And mm-hmm. I felt it was always iconic. It's a shame you never hear it outside of Sonic 3 by itself. Again, like, if you played Sonic, Sonic 3 and Knuckles, you would get another thing that was kind of like a medley of it all this is just me spewing sonic facts about myself and what i know about sonic <laughs> uh, essentially let me ask you what did you think you know we're, we're talking about sonic the hedgehog and it's still kind of first encounters what did you think about sonic's first foray into a 3d world not sonic 3d blast because that's not quite it but what about sonic, sonic adventure? adventure what did you think about sonic adventure i love that game so much i don't know i can't remember how well it did including fishing I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I feel like um, when that game first came out, it was the stuff. It was so good. I thought that it was a very graceful transition into a 3D world. Like, 
I, I'm not sure how many people would agree, but I played through that game in its entirety. It was beautiful. I loved the Orca stage when it's jumping over the, like when you're running and it's jumping over the like dock. And it was just like, uh, I was thrilling. I thought it was really good. But admittedly, I played Sonic Adventure 2 Battle more than Sonic Adventure because the the like the street skating bit and the chow raising bit. I don't know why, but like kid me loved that so much. And we played it like competitively with between our friends from Florida and we we played that game a lot. So but uh, I, I liked him. I, I felt positively about him. Yeah, I, I did too. Like, I, f- I hated the flack that people gave on it so much. Sonic Adventure. Here's the f- bad thing about Sonic Adventure. So I got it on the Dreamcast, right? Mm-hmm. And Dreamcast had terrible, terrible memory cards. If you weren't using a visual memory unit, the little thing that looks like a small Dreamcast Game Boy yeah. type of memory card, you had a high chance that your save data was going to get corrupted. And then you would you just have to start all over. So many different games on the Dreamcast that I had at the time, they just failed out because of how bad the first memory cards that they released were. Mm. So what that meant was that for Sonic Adventure in particular, I played through the beginning of that game so many times. Oh, man. <laughs> because because I would lose the save data and then I'd be like, oh, well, I want to go play it back. And that's why I had to do it. Uh, until oh, I finally got the visual memory unit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kind of miserable. On the other hand, like I could also probably say, you know, lines from the game because I watched them so many times. <laughs> uh, even even without doing that, I love Sonic Adventure Two as well. I didn't have too many friends that would play co op against me. Not because I was like super competitive with it, but just I didn't have anybody that would be like, oh yeah, let's play Sonic Adventure Two. Yeah, well, it's too bad I didn't live in Georgia when that game was hot. Yeah. I would have been one of them. We would have been playing that together. Yeah, man. So, I mean, if we're going to talk about its first venture into platforming or 3D, we need to additionally talk about what was your first Sonic racing game? It has to be Sonic R, actually. Oh, you Uh, played Sonic R. Yeah. Uh, I never owned a Saturn, but Sonic R was probably the, like, I got, I I think I got it on the PC, which, incidentally, I don't know if it played as well as I would have wanted it to. Yeah. And maybe I just didn't have a good handle of it. Yeah, I don't think I, I left with too many good pr- impressions with Sonic R, but I think it was possibly like the PC release because I think even like either either my PC was too old and so it couldn't handle some of what it was supposed to do at the time. Yeah, but they, like the music was missing or like the assets just weren't working the way way it was was supposed to. Okay. And, and the sad part is, if you've ever heard Sonic R's music, it sounds like it makes you feel really happy. Oh. Like there's a song that's called "Can You Feel the Sunshine," and it's cheesy as all get out. But if you don't leave feeling happy, I don't know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've never listened to the Sonic R soundtrack, but maybe I will. <laughs> yeah, all the music is like sounds very close to the same because I think it's just like one person that they got to do it. But yeah, I think after that, uh, I never touched any of the Sonic Drift series, so maybe yeah, I for touched me. one of them. Sonic Riders was the first Sonic racing game that I played. So very late in the game. I, I mean, I feel like that was not the first three racing installments. But yeah. we played Sonic Riders together, I think, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that came out when we would have known each other. Yeah. I'll say I appreciate Sonic Riders for adding a story to a racing game. Yeah. 
I mean, I'm not sure about this because I'm not the Sonic super fan that you are, but is that the introduction of Jet? Was that his first game? Yes, it was. I think it's cool that they added... I mean, you just said that there was a story to Sonic Riders, which there was, but I, I like that they added new characters into the Sonic universe through a racing game. I feel like that is... It's like the amalgamation of all of your other games, like Mario Kart. No one's getting introduced in Mario Kart. Uh, yeah. They're just bringing over Zelda. They're bringing over Link. They're bringing over Donkey Kong. They're just bringing over their characters. But in this game, they were just like, oh, you know, now's a chance. Let's add someone. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, Sonic Riders was really... I, I, I liked I liked how it was play, how it played. It was kind of cool going into those... Um, I, I forget what it's called, like a, like a wind tunnel as you're following up on people. Oh, yeah. Gradually speeding up. And then like some of the different uh, like... They're not quick time events, but they had you have like they were active events that you had to do stuff to make things go faster. Yeah. I liked a lot about how that controlled. And then, of course, the like Sega All-Star Racing or all any of the Sonic and Sega All-Star Racing games. Those came in later. I never played through an entirety of any of those, but those controlled really well to me. I played through the entirety of Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing and All-Stars Racing Transformed. And then we played Team Sonic Racing together. Mm. Right? Wrong? I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. I like yeah. racing games. I like, never, let me rephrase. I like cartoony racing games. You're never going to see me playing a NASCAR game. You're probably not <laughs> going to see me playing Need Forza. for Speed. Or... Uh, you might see me playing Need for Speed because most wanted to. Huh, that was my jam back in the day. But <laughs> for the most part, you're not going to see me playing Gran Turismo probably. But these cartoony racing games, I- I'll play them. Cool. Yeah. I know I've talked a lot. I think I want to end this uh, just on a note for, for myself, just as a person who loves Sonic the Hedgehog. The thing I want to end it on, though, because we've been talking about first Sonic racing, for a Sonic platform, for a Sonic 3D. The one that I'm going to end a note on is actually Bioware's Sonic RPG. This was the first Sonic the Hedgehog RPG game is uh, called Sonic Chronicles in the Dark Brotherhood, released on the DS. Hmm. I played it through an emulator again because me. We call you Pirate Pete behind your back. <laughs> I'm sad that like that game, they, Bioware made a mistake in not making a fully fleshed story for this game. So spoiler alert, the game doesn't actually end like it ends on a cliffhanger type of thing. It kind of resolves one story, but then kind of gives the suggestion that there's a part two to it. And of course, the game actually tanked and nobody really liked it that much. Like I liked it enough, but it did still have its flaws, I think. And the reason why I wanted to bring it up at all, though, was that I want another Sonic RPG game. I want another Mm -hmm. attempt at it. It doesn't have to be Bioware. It doesn't have to be, you know, like any kind of big RPG developer game set. It could be RPG Maker. You know what? I'll make it. I can. Yeah, use I was about RPG to say, let's it. just do it. <laughs> let's make it happen. Um, but yeah, I, I I feel sad in that like that was what came out of it. There's a lot of controversy. You probably don't know about uh, what happened with it, but I think one of the old Sonic comic writers was upset because Sonic Chronicles seemed to take ideas from him. It didn't use the same words or even indeed the same character names, but there was a lot of stuff that may appear to have been oddly reminiscent of what appears in the sonic comic Mm, i never played it yeah it's a ds game ds rpg you weren't really ds mostly right no i was not at all yeah 
But yeah, it doesn't have to be on the DS either. Oh, one one more one more thing. Sorry. Sonic Spinball. Are we going to talk about Sonic Spinball? <laughs> <laughs> Segway. Sonic Spinball. Four zone game. I I liked it. I I, I could play it for a little bit. I remember playing that a lot and rarely beating the first stage. It took me a long time to get past the first stage in that game. You're just too into the music of that stage. That (laughs) (laughs) He had the attitude of the Sonic the Hedgehog TV show. Yeah. Because they actually put in the Sonic the Hedgehog TV show characters in that game. No, my actual segue, my last segue was just wanting to talk to Atlas. Because at this point, I don't know, maybe they don't own it anymore. But the like holding company that has Sega also owns Atlas. I love and I'm just like, They're one can of we? Companies. Yeah, but you know, in the next Persona game, can we get a Sonic Persona? <laughs> like, and, and, and there's a reason why I say that. Sonic Forces, you get got that game for me for Christmas. Um, mm-hmm. Sonic Forces has a uh, Joker outfit that can be used on your player avatar character. Oh. So they just need to go the other way. Yeah, we just need to go the opposite direction. Just just let Sonic be in persona. I'll I need I need to write a campaign for that. <laughs> yeah, man. Make it happen. Yeah. I mean Sonic's been everywhere else. Well, not everywhere else, but he's started making other game appearances ever since Smash Brothers, maybe even before that. I feel like there's an opportunity. Yeah. All right. Everyone, thank you so much for listening. Let us know what you think about the blue blur himself. Is he a has-been now? Is he done? Should we not think about him? Should I not reminisce? Or is the only thing I can do reminiscing about him? Um, If you're listening to us on YouTube, go ahead. uh, Leave a like, subscribe, and comment. Uh, Let us know what you think. And uh, if you're listening to us on podcast, uh, thank you so much for listening to us. And tell your friends about us.